Hi, and welcome to the Frank and Fearless Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Harris. This podcast is all about helping leaders understand how do they get focus, flow, and fun. Over the course of this podcast, I'll be working with and interviewing senior people, leaders, and authors from around the world who will be giving their insights, their questions, their challenges around how they and the people that they work with become frank and fearless. Hello and welcome to the Frank and Fearless Leadership Podcast. I'm Adam Harris, your host, and today I am joined by a very good friend of mine, uh, somebody who probably has known me uh, for longer than anybody else that I've had on the podcast uh, so far. Uh, Amy and I first met many, many years ago when she was over in the UK from America, uh, came to study for a semester in London, and as part of the trip, did a weekend with a family to kind of get to know and understand culture. Uh, and Amy stayed with uh, me and my family for about three or four days, and our friendship has kind of blossomed and grown since then. Uh, how long ago was that, Amy? That was quite a while ago. Fall of 1998. Wow, okay, your memory's far better than me. Um, <laughs> so this, this, this interview is, for some people, uh, I think they may well find it a little bit woo-woo, uh, a little bit uh, left field, but... I think that that is really interesting because part of being frank and fearless, and some of you will have heard me say this before, is actually about being frank and fearless with yourself. And we will definitely cover that today. Amy, do you want to just introduce yourself and let everybody know who you are and what is it that you do? Sure. Hello, everyone. Everyone out there, beautiful beings that have arrived on this planet at this time, exactly at this time. Um... I have been in hiding for a very long time. I couldn't even tell you why. I just know that timing is divine. And here I've been given the invitation to come full circle after meeting Adam so, so long ago. Um, he forget, for, failed to mention I never stopped showing up at his house. <laughs> after a couple of days, I became so connected and drawn to the family that I kept repeating my visits and our journey began as friends and now as colleagues in the um, the business of being authentic, radically transparent, um, showing up for, our, for each other and ourselves. So um, how do I describe what I do? I don't know. I was thinking about that and it's sort of the golden question that I can never answer. Um, but what came to me is... I am a medicine woman, a modern medicine woman. Someone shows up when they need something and I pull out what they need from the bag of tricks um, that shows up uh, months or days or seconds before. Um, the gifts come through me, they're not from me. Um, and I have built my life around serving um, Humans and animals, usually the animals show up before the humans do, and I become the interpreter for their parents, and um, it has evolved from there. 
um, establishing this type of business, this woo-woo galactic um, business, which really isn't that woo-woo when you really come to have a normal conversation about it, um, has been interesting. Almost, um, I think I've been sold and then taught myself um, or believed the lie that I was sold that uh, the universe, the planet isn't ready for this. And um, I think that is something I've held on to, to serve the hiding um, instead of, wait a second, all these people have been showing up for years. Why am I in hiding exactly? They, they know how to find me. Um, you know, the, the old phrase, the teacher appears when the student is ready. And I think it, it's vice versa. Um, it serves both sides. And I've been both student and teacher and realized that this specific conversation was the exact moment of coming out of the dark. Literally the Gloria Stefan, you know, song, uh, coming out of the dark. Um, it's time. And so um, I, my company's name is House of Zen, but it's really about showing up for people whenever they need it and sprinkling a little magic, igniting a little fire, um, being a catalyst for whatever transition they're going through in their life. I never know when, um, I never know who. It could be the neighbor across the street. It could be someone I've known since 1998. Um, it could be somebody in the grocery store. Um, I just hear it. Lo and behold, she shows up and, and then Mary Poppins moves on to the next um, being that needs help. <laughs> I consider myself a modern day so, Mary Poppins. <laughs> a modern day Mary Poppins. Uh, so there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, could we just talk about this aspect of trusting in the universe? You know, I, I, I heard you say there, this aspect of, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, uh, about kind of, um, letting go of control, uh, and, and trusting. I'm interested to know, um, a little bit more about how that works for you, but also as leaders, but also as kind of humans, what is it that we're not doing or we should be doing to allow ourselves to have that, that trust in the universe? That is a very, very good question. One that I, the human, um, constantly self-reflect on as well as show up for others to teach the exact same thing. You know, no, no surprise. Um, how I show up for others is what I need and show up for myself. So... We've heard it uh, before, trust the process. I heard it in my the beginning of my journey, trust the process. And I, in a former version of myself in this body, was a control freak, type A, needed to know the plan, um, very detail-oriented. And then what happens, what had happened to me, what happens to many is life just shows up for you um, and you get a big boom whether it's um, a job shift, like you're done here, or a divorce, or a pet dying, or a, a major move, some major life transition shows up because we haven't surrendered to trusting the process. So it's almost a, 
I didn't trust it. Then I was forced to trust it. And then I surrendered to trusting it. And it is a daily practice of, remember what happened last time when you didn't trust the process? Oh, you went through a divorce. Remember last time when you didn't trust the process? Oh, you lost your job. Remember last time you didn't trust the process? A dog died in your care. I've had major, major life uh, unveilings to say, honey, you asked to trust the process, but you won't trust it. Um, this control freak had to be forced to trust it. And now, even now, I have the daily thought process that goes, okay, I'm trusting the process, but why isn't it showing up? I'm trusting the process, but why isn't this happening? And I have to remind myself, we already know what it's like when you don't trust it. We already know what can happen. So we know the definition of insanity. You do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So I have this talk, which is you already know what happens when you go down the insane route, when you do the same thing over and over again. The big things show up and they're not fun, they're not easy, but you can get through them. Great. You taught yourself courage, strength, perseverance, all of it. What would happen if you did it differently? What would happen if I just truly trusted the process and didn't question it? Um, and that conversation is daily to constantly let go. Now, the key, the, the really like the magic golden nugget is not just saying it and not just thinking you're doing it, but the words, the alchemy of words out loud shift everything and so I had a moment in time where I just I couldn't surrender I was fighting the surrender or fighting the release of my own control over myself my destiny my journey and I got in the shower and I said out loud I need your help and I was talking to my dog that had passed I need your help I will surrender to the love that I have for you if you show me and guide me so I surrendered, but I asked for help, or and I asked for help at the same time. And within 24 hours, everything showed up. One grand nugget of thank you for surrendering, thank you for trusting eternal, this love, this eternal divine love, and we're here, I'm here. You got it. And that moment changed my life. Um, and this just happened. Um, so I have something to fall back on to remind myself mm -hmm. what it feels like when you actually let go, release, or just like a bath, just sit in it and let it, um, let it comfort you instead of fighting it mm -hmm. and demanding it to show up. So there'll, there'll be some people that'll be listening to this that will conceptually understand what you mean and there'll be some people that will just got no idea so when you talk about this concept of surrendering to letting go and inverted commas trusting the process what what is that can you can you try and put some tangibility around that and and some examples of what people could actually be doing yes um 
you know what, it's funny. The first thing that comes to me is looking in the mirror, whether it's the actual mirror or just imagining the mirror. And you and I are mirrors. There's always someone to remind you who you are in front of you. So if you can't start with yourself or you don't know how or it's confusing or you're just adamant about no, you find someone to reflect who you are, the one you gel with most, the one you have a very special connection with, that you can trust that you'll be comforted, safe in the process. Because I think the thing, the feeling that people look for in trust is safety. And trust, the etymology of trust, when you dig down to the root of trust, it's strength. Where do we find our strength? So how do we trust something? Where do we find our strength? Is this feeling of comfort or safety or security most... Uh, I'll say most, but definitely for me, it's in something that I love most out of what in my life. And for me, it's my dogs. So I, I can look at my dog and say, they're un everyone can agree, they have a pet. Pets are unconditional with their love, with their care, with their focus, with their attention. I felt safe in my connection with my dog whether alive or not, I felt I knew what he looked like. So I knew he was here and now he's not. And I just knew I could talk to him. Some people aren't comfortable speaking to the universe or God or creator because they haven't seen it to believe it. Fine. Use something that you see. Use something you trust that you feel comfortable with, whether it's a picture of somebody that has passed or your husband, your spouse, your wife, your partner, your daughter, your child, your... Use something, a flower, a plant, something you've cultivated with your hands, with your creation, with your love as your foundation for security. It might be getting in a tub. That's fine too. Wherever someone feels safe and secure is the basis of trusting a process. It might be at the gym. Whatever it is for the individual, that's where I started. You have to go back to the basics of trust, which is strength, which is security. So once you find something that you feel safe with, inanimate or otherwise, now you have this this almost this energetic connection to safety and security and you can breathe and that's what I felt the second you asked the question was where can I exhale where can I breathe into something that I trust is it my yoga mat is it my the bike I'm on is it walking outside in nature is it the person I'm holding hands with is it who I'm laying in bed with is it the mirror is it my shower it doesn't matter I don't care Wherever you can find an exhale of like relief, there's where you begin to cultivate the process of trusting the process. And you do this, I don't know, as a daily practice. I'm guessing that everyone out there has something innate that they feel 
safety and um, comfort with that they that they exhale with or around or in. If they really think about it, where do I feel? Where can I exhale? And when you find that, that's what you start to use as your foundation for trusting a process until you don't need that, until you can expand into, I don't need to see it, I can just breathe into it. I hope that helps. <laughs> yeah, no, so there's there's just some very fundamental basics there which are around... Um, physical and psychological safety and being being and getting into that space um sitting and breathing and exhaling and then giving yourself the chance to consciously as well as subconsciously just be just uh, be and, you know there, there's yeah. a there's a yeah there's a there's a there's a so much of a simplicity around it. And I, I wonder, and you and I have had conversations over the years around the uh, the impact of distraction and the acceleration with, you know, uh, with technology. But the, the, that aspect of just getting back all the way back to the simple core basics of physical and mental uh, just being. Um, I'm just I'm just reflecting. Um, I suppose for me, um, what I, I found since living by the water is that, you know, just hearing, just hearing the waves at night and in the morning, um, I think for me, there's a, there's a level of, of safety that that gives, that gives me, um, but also it's kind of then, um, I do something called the pause. So 10 deep breaths in and out. And that just allows me to kind of feel feel grounded, to question and challenge myself, to trust in, you know, hey, what will be will be. Uh, it, interesting, and you'll you'll love this. Uh, I I got off a phone, had a phone call with my mum and dad this morning, and you know my mum and dad, um, and my mum's got particular views and opinions on things. I I could feel and sense the tension, um, in her around something that there's a perception of control. Um, and I could feel myself rising with my energy and it was like, um, don't allow myself to do this. You know, I was I was speaking with somebody yesterday and they were talking about, um, you know, the current situation with, uh, uh, with COVID. And I, I think, you know, this analogy, I think is applicable to a lot of things in the fact that, um, there's kind of three sides to every story, yours, mine, the truth. Um, but this analogy I thought was really, um, really interesting. If you take a coin, on one side you've got heads and on one side you've got tails. But actually there's the rim and the side of the coin. And actually just being in a position of compassion and just saying, I respect and understand that somebody may well have a view on one side or somebody may well have a view or an opinion on the other side. I don't feel that I need to sit on either side. I'm just going to be in the middle. Um, and, and that really kind of helped me just contextualize uh, and put um, a framework for how 
uh, not just around the aspect of kind of COVID, but actually around a lot of stuff. Um, just that really kind of helped me. Um, Amy, you mentioned the word authentic. Um, and I know, I know that you are massive into your words and the meaning that sits behind. So I wonder if you first of all could cover off what the why the words and the meaning that sit behind are so so important, um, and how we should be using those words on a on a daily basis and the intent that we do with people. Um, and then I'd love for you to kind of give your view and opinion on what the word authentic means to you. Sure. Um... I don't know where it came from, uh, my obsession with finding the root of words, more a knowing that what I'm saying, I mean, we all have heard, if you think it, you create it, and um, I've heard words are alchemy. And I started to question, okay, if that's true, what am I saying and what am I creating with the words I'm using? So for example, everyone wants to be abundant and it's the cosmic joke. I'll tell you why. When you look up the etymology, the root of abundance, where does the root come from? It literally means enough. So if you're, we're saying, I wanna be abundant, I wanna be abundant, I'm not abundant enough. What we're saying is, I wanna be enough, I wanna be enough, I wanna be enough, I'm not, enough yet and the universe says okay well you're asking for abundance you already are enough so status quo until you understand that you're enough and that's what you're asking for until you know how to flip the word so what are you really asking for are you asking for abundance equals money are you asking for abundance as in prosperous health uh, so I started to dive into what it is we're actually asking of the universe because there is the magic, the key to understanding what shows up in our reality. It's ask and receive. That is the magic equation of the universe. What you ask for, you wait, pause, you breathe, and it comes. We don't know this. We're told this. We say it all the time. We use it in cliches and no one actually really pays attention to what it's saying, which is, what am I asking with my words? So I started to figure out this kind of the magic of language. What are we saying? What are we asking for when we're asking for abundance? Well, I'm already enough. So the universe is saying, okay, we'll support you. Here's, here's more of enough. Well, when you change the word to, I want wealth, W-E-L-L-T-H. I want to be healthy and wealthy, full of, of wealth, not W-E-A-L-T-H. Then the universe says, okay, well, what is health and wealth for you? And you get specific. I have so many examples. They're so fun. But of what are you asking for and what shows up? And you get everything you ask for. So when you flip your words... You pivot them, you get to the root, oh, shit, I was asking to be enough. Well, I'm already enough and the universe knows that. What do I need to change to get what I really want? Um, which, whatever, is I want prosper, prosperous. I want to be prosperous, which means I want abundance as far as wealth dollars or I want wealth health. 
so I have no idea where it started. I just, I was a math major. I was obsessed with equations, math, all the way through university. Then my entire life changed. But that foundation was looking for equations. If I ask for this, I get this. This equals this. Ask equals receive. What does this mean with my words? And I started to figure out that there's magic on the planet <laughs> um, in what we ask for. So what have I asked for that brought me to this day, to this exact interview, this podcast? I've been asking to shine. I've been asking for my inner calling. I've been asking to come out of the dark. I don't know why. I just know that that's what I've been asking. And then given the opportunity to just show up and be frank and fearless. And for me, authenticity is just that. The courage to show up without a plan in every single moment or as many as possible until it becomes innate, until it becomes your new norm. So have I prepared for this? Absolutely not. The second the email came that said, oh, you know, these might be the questions. I was like, delete. I don't want to know. The best version of me shows up when it just, I just, the body shows up and the rest just flows. So for me, that's authenticity. I don't know the etymology of it. I don't recall. I'm sure I've looked it up. But for me, it's show up and let it flow. Um, and that's truly mm -hmm. this moment. I have no idea. I never know what I say when I show up authentically. And people say, what was it you said? Or where did that come from? No clue. I just, the body just showed up and let whatever you want to call it, light, universe, language, mystic, mysticism, magic, I don't know. It just flows through. It takes courage and so, courage is heart. You have to let your heart speak. That's pretty much it. <laughs> so I, I'm listening to you and I'm again, I'm just reflecting about me and going, actually a large part of this is about um, believing in yourself uh, about um, trusting and letting go uh, and the concept of just again trusting in the universe I, you know I, I, I've been a speaker for cool, nearly 20 years and same thing is that I get on stage and I have no idea what I'm gonna what I'm gonna talk about um, because if I prepare too much I can't be in the moment I can't reflect back on the people and the energy that sits in front of me um and i i realized that this over preparing um just didn't work for me you know the, the you know and i know that a number of my uh speaker colleagues um you know really fought against me and i was like look this is just me this is my this is this is me being my authentic self um i may not deliver the best uh, and the most rapturous applause session ever. But if I've been true, then those that have needed to hear my words or to, you know, to understand the facilitation, that's the thing that's important. It's not about me. It's about this aspect of serving uh, and creating the space and the container for for other people. Um, Amy, this this aspect of really drilling down and um, and understanding and sitting with the words where and what would you be recommending to people to kind of um, be doing that as a, a practice or how is it a case you just pick up a dictionary or a theosaurus and you really truly understand what the word means and you sit with that? 
Um, yes, but thankfully, this is where technology comes in <laughs> that I use as a benefit. Um, I grew up on encyclopedias. Uh, thankfully, it's digital these days. Um, I literally take a word, like I'll give you a wow moment, believe, when you say all we have to do is believe in ourselves. I look up the word believe. What does that mean? And I say etymology of the word believe. And it'll take you to the root of the word. Where, where, which country, where did it come from? Believe is in two parts. Be, leave. What does leave mean? L-I-E-V-E. The root of that is French and it's love. So we're saying believe. And the universe is saying you already are love. Right? So I believe in this. Well, I am love in this. And the universe is saying, yes, you are love. Just like abundant. You're already love. So now what? The universe waits. So if I am love and I was created by love or through love, now what am I asking for? So I really, I take, I'm very literal. Think, thankfully, to I guess to the, type A old school control freak and math equation nerd, I take things and I, I pull apart the equation because I know that there's magic under there and I want to understand what is it that I'm saying? What is it that I'm asking for? Am I asking for the right thing or the thing I want versus what I already am? So the believe word is fascinating. I'm already love. So what word can I use to actually get what I want that I think I don't have or that I'm not already? And then that's the, next, the following question is, okay, what else could I use? Um, and it becomes a game. Um, I don't know if everyone else has heard of the game of life just, just as a phrase. I've taken courses called The Game of Life. There's a fabulous book called The Game of Life. They all have twists and turns about the life we're leading and the game. If you can see that this truly is a game and that there is an equation and when you figure out the magic and the um, sort of mysticism of this puzzle, you can start putting things into place or creating things differently. So for your, for example, your... The coin analogy is fabulous for this exact moment, which is that <laughs> we only exist right now, right now in this very moment, which is the side of the coin. There is no left. There's no yesterday. There's no tomorrow. There's only right now. And it keeps rolling on its side. So the coin is rolling. That's where we are right now, right here. To be able to serve the audience when you stand up and speak from flow without a plan is neutral. So think about the side of the coin. I'm neither here nor there. I'm here. I'm just right here right now. Neutral is now. And neutrality is this, it's like a crystal glass lake. You just are there. And you can start hearing, feeling everything. Oh, this person needs this but it's not even that conscious. It's just, I just need to deliver this. And if one is served through this neutral now, that's it. Because in my opinion, my belief, 
We are only one. We're different sparks of the same one. And my reflection, Adam in the audience, needs that one little nugget and the entire universe changes because he showed up and he was delivered that little nugget because I stood up and said, I've no idea what's going to flow through me, but here it is. I'm, I'm accepting that there's magic flowing through me that I don't need to control it because when I control it, it's sort of cut off at the neck. Like there's nothing you can deliver your plan, but the one who really needed it didn't receive it because they didn't come for the, mm. the box. They came for the neutral now. <laughs> I don't know if that answers it, but that's what came through. <laughs> well, I'm not going to fight that, am I? <laughs> <laughs> so how, how, often, how often are you or do you recommend to people and what's the practice of... Um, listening and and delving into the into the words and the meanings behind it well i have um a phrase that was gifted from i don't know one of the many things i've sinked or sunk my teeth into um which is if it catches your eye follow it doesn't mean the literal eye necessarily but if it grabs your attention follow it. So it becomes a game to get into the bigger game of life. If you're out on a walk and there's a garbage can that has rolled off the sidewalk into your path, don't swerve around it. If you see it, get out of the car, move the garbage can away from, you know, back up to the sidewalk. And you say, that's ridiculous. Why would I waste my time? This isn't mine. It's not my responsibility. F the person who did left it. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. But how is that serving you? My challenge to have magic is get out of the car, move it over, and continue on your day. What will happen? Don't know. But the universe is dropping in things like this to see. Are you paying attention? Okay, so first it's the garbage can. Then it's um, someone drops a $100 bill. And you say, excuse me, you dropped your money. Okay. And it continues until the universe, the magic of who and what we are says, oh, she's ready. She's paying attention. She's followed all these ridiculous things that she had no idea. She just stopped questioning it. She just did it because it caught my attention, not the, the car behind me. They swerved. All of the sudden, what we've been asking for starts to show up big time. And it's so, I guess it's a way of backing into the process of trust. It's have a game, have fun. Remember when we were children? Hide and go seek or uh, um, the treasure hunts. It's what the universe is doing for us every day. If it catches your attention, so if you feel it, like, oof, I got to call this person, do it. If you see the trash can, pull over and move the trash can. If someone loses a $100 bill or a dollar bill or a coin, you see it, pick it up, hand it back. It's literally homework in this game of life. Are you paying attention? If you're paying attention, you will be gifted with more 
in more than you can even imagine. And my, yeah, the, I have so many examples. It's, it's really fun, but it's what catches your senses, follow it immediately. Don't wait. If you wait, it's not that you'll lose it. I, I just wonder, is there any, is there any prompts or any questions or is it, does it become a, a new state of mind where you become, you widen the peripheral vision, you turn the kaleidoscope, you've just become more aware and you, you lean into it as opposed to, uh, you know, kind of that inner voice going, oh, well, I've seen the trash can, it's somebody else's issue. It, it you know, I, I, I know and I feel with you is that this is now just part of your DNA. It's part of your, it, it's just now inherently within you. Um, and I, you know, I'm reflecting and thinking I do some of it. Um, I reflected about uh, the other day when I saw some trash, I didn't pick it up. I thought it, but I did, I didn't do Ooh, it. Good one. Um, what's the, yeah, ex exactly. So what, what's the, What's, is is there a is there a question is there a is there is there something that for those people that haven't thought about this that can be doing on a daily basis or do you just have to get into the into that new new habit and new regime? Um, kind of a combination of both, and the, the thing the example that comes to me that people um, that the masses relate to is you're looking for your partner your soulmate, your divine partner, you know, the same stuff keeps showing up and when is it going to be and when is this person going to show up? Um, there, I think that there's usually a desire for something greater that sparks the game. Um, and then this statement that we just not surrender to, but um, what would happen if I followed what caught my eye every day? Start with a seven days. What would happen if I just followed what caught my eye? And here's, here's a perfect example. I drove around the trash. Well, is there a missed opportunity? Absolutely not. It will show up again. You will never miss an opportunity. This is the, the I think the caveat or the, um, the flip of this, which is, there, you're never making, you, you never do anything wrong. You can't miss the opportunity. It will keep showing up for you until the day you transition and leave the planet. So it's really, all of it's there for you. It's just a choice. Do you want to see what it's like? Um, would you like to call in your divine partner in this particular example? Well, how would you know your divine partner if, if this person was right in front of your face, if you didn't start following the little breadcrumbs that lead you to this person so that there's no doubt when this person walks into the coffee shop, oh my God, I can feel it in my heart because for like the last month I've been following the breadcrumbs and it led me here and now I know what it feels like to feel and follow what catches my heart, my eye, you know, grabs me in, in any way. Um, and it, it works. <laughs> it's just magic. So the question is, why wouldn't somebody do this? Not how do I do it? It's why wouldn't you, your life gets more fun 
there's more joy. You get to you you get to be play a kid again. Um, and so, okay, you didn't pick up the trash that day. Well, you get a new day. And now, if you see the trash, now you know. Well, just pull over and sweep it up. Yes, it's not mine. I didn't uh, yeah. do it, but it showed up for you, and nobody else saw it. Everyone else swerved around it. And you say, how did they not see it? Because it wasn't for them. It's not on their assignment. It's on yours. Mm. So it leads you into trusting the process. I think this is the homework to get to where we began, which is how do you trust the process? You play a game. You remember what it's like to be a child and you have fun. And kids are great at this. I help people all the time. Play it with your children. They're fantastic. They love treasure hunts. You know, but why am I doing this? I don't know, because it's fun. Because there's something coming and I don't mm -hmm. know what it is, but I'm so excited to see what's down there, what's around the corner. But the only way to get there is by following the treasure hunt. So it's less of a process so, and the mind doesn't have to control it. It's just have fun. Wake up and say, you can say, what, what is out there for me today? I'm, 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 a, I'm awake. I'm yeah. looking. I'm seeing. I'm feeling. I'm ready. Show me what you got. <laughs> um, so th there's three things that you've brought to my to my mind off the back of that. The um, the first thing is for the for those people that are listening in the UK, um, you reminded me of uh, an old game show that was um, called the Generation Game, uh, hosted by a guy called Bruce Forsyth, and the theme tune was um, Life. No, that wasn't. Um, Life, it's the name of the game, and I want to play the game with you. So uh, that was the first thing that came into my head. The second thing was, um, for a lot of people, I think they often suffer with this, this aspect of uh, feelings and emotions. And actually, when you take that step back, a lot of times people talk about it doesn't feel right or trusting gut instinct. So... Uh, I think there's been a level of conditioning in the fact that um, people actually are more in tune with their body, mind and spirit than maybe they actually give themselves credit for. It's just that they actually need to, to give themselves um, uh, permission. Um, and I can't remember the third thing. Um, <laughs> that's just my head has just gone. Um, Fantastic. You're in the neutral. One thing I just want to... Uh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> exactly. I know. I'm just going to accept it and uh, accept it and move on. Um, oh no! Actually, no. I've just re I've just remembered um, uh, a teacher friend of mine, uh, Professor Sri Kumar Rao, um, speaks about the aspect of uh, labels, and he talks about the aspect of uh, the the act of doing. Let's take for example doing the dishes. And washing the dishes actually is about washing the dishes. Yeah. And if we just lean into it in the fact that it is what it is, it doesn't have to be anything more. It doesn't have to be anything less. Um, you know, in uh, you know, and, and I, I reflect on this constantly for for myself is the fact that uh, there seems to be this pace and this energy of moving very fast, very quick and consume and do and consume and do and uh, must have and must do. Uh, and actually, what I, you know, and I think from, from my journey, 
actually this realization is um, as uh, as the famous Winnie the Pooh wrote sometimes doing nothing is actually doing everything um, and getting into that space of just being being still and being calm um, you know th those people that meditate say you know um, the, the point of which I haven't got time is the time that I should be meditating for twice as long than I was doing before um, and this is it, I, I always see that it's kind of this interwoven mesh of finding a working and trying new and different um, tools, techniques, conversations, uh, reflections, and finding what's going to work um, for you. Uh, and I, I think that's why when you speak to uh, coaches, consultants, you know, spiritual healers, is that actually the big, the big thing for a lot of those people, and I include both of us in this, is that. The work that we do actually is about challenging and questioning ourselves as much as it is about supporting the people that we that we engage with. Um, and I, I, for one, am blessed um, to know that. Uh, and I thank everybody that I've kind of worked with. You spoke uh, right at the beginning about this concept of or uh, connecting with animals. Um, I'd love for you to just kind of explain a little bit more Mainly because, well, two things. One, I think um, I'd love your take on it. But second of all, uh, we are potentially in the process of getting a dog. Woo! And even me saying that and the words coming out of my mouth for somebody that's never had a pet before, um, it could be a big thing. So I, I, I'm really going to enjoy this next piece. Amy, heaven, tell us about heaven, heaven on earth. Oh, God. It's my love language. Um but first, let me tie it to what you were just saying about people showing up for us. Um, we do. We live our lives and we show up for them. Um, our work, our life, our journey is what shows up in front of us to serve. Um, but or and the the even more fascinating and truer for me part is knowing that when someone shows up in front of me and animals they are here to show me where i left off where i dog eared a page and wasn't ready to deal with to look at to reflect on in that moment so we show up for each other yes we are serving the community at large but Truly the magic is they show up for us so that we can expand further to be able to serve greater. That for me is the greatest gratitude. My heart is just, I don't think anybody truly knows that or not many, that when you show up for any appointment, whether you're the patient, whether you're the client getting your nails done, you are showing up for the person that sits in front of you who you think you are less than or, you know, um, not educated as much, etc. So that flip is the greatest feeling of, oh, I'm showing up for them as much as they're showing up for me. Um, and when it comes to animals, that is their mission, their obligation, their journey on this planet. They come to love us no matter what. They are unconditional. They are unconditional in love, in nurturing, in care. 
um, to all sides of the spectrum, whether they have an owner that has or will abuse them versus one that coddles them um, and it is their child. The dogs in particular for me, but all, all animals, but in particular we're talking about dogs, they are the mirrors, just like humans, just like children. So I look at the universe that way. No matter what shows up in front of me, what am I looking at? What version of me am I looking at? And how can I expand on this? Um, so with animals, they are my chosen children on the planet, dogs, and there's no greater um, soft mirror. Children are can be brutal mirrors. Husbands and wives can be brutal mirrors if we look at it that way. Um, but animals, we're willing to do anything for. I find this the most fascinating relationship on the planet. We're willing to pay for anything. We're willing to sacrifice anything. We're willing to spend money we don't have or we say we don't have. Um, our hearts open. So there's something in it that we know that we won't admit. This is divinity. For me, dog, God, it's just pivots, mirrors. So when I figured this out <laughs> and I take into account that they are my mirrors, I learn with the most compassion who I am and less afraid. So if you're welcoming a dog into your home, this dog, this angel comes to awaken everyone a little bit more. To be loved, to be cared for, yes, that's the exchange. We love them unconditionally, we'll do anything for them. And it's because they have the greatest, I think, the greatest mission on the planet, which is to say, mom, dad, siblings, wake up. There's something bigger, there's more. You can do more of this, you can be more of this. They are us. Um, and one of my, I don't know, gifts is I translate, I interpret. Um, for parents, what their animals are showing them about them. Not, why is my dog barking and won't shut up? It's, why aren't you listening? And who's barking in the house besides the dog that isn't being heard? You know, things like that. Um, it's a magical relationship. Um, I think it's really my greatest passion and love on the planet is how to serve them as much as they serve me. They're the ones who bring me their parents um, to help their parents. I translate and always say thank you to the dog or chicken or cat. I've worked with all of them. Um, what do you want your mom or dad to know? So it becomes, again, there's magic underneath just owning. First of all, we don't own them, but parenting an animal. So you'll never get me to say, no, don't do it. Even if you think you can't, I'll say, go for it, jump in um, and watch out because <laughs> you'll see more of yourself than you ever thought possible. <laughs> mm. Well, um, that's a that whole, whole new topic. <laughs> jump in. Um, Amy, what... Is there anything that we've not covered that you feel that you need to share? Um, I think just really the magic, if one is willing to just take a pause and consider that 
things aren't happening to the person. Things are happening for the person, even in the darkest, most frustrating, infuriating, you know, days one has. You know, my boss has said this to me, or my partner said this to me, or my child said this to me, or this is how they're showing up, or the dog won't do this, is, or is doing this. Why? I, I think that's the nugget, is to question, why is this showing up for me? Not why is this happening to me? The universe is conspiring for you. It's ask and receive. To remember that nugget and really um, lean into what, what I ask for, I always get. So what do I, how do I need to shift my questions, but also remember you're being served as much as you serve the planet. So if I don't like what I'm seeing, shift what you're asking for and be willing to look in the mirror. Amy, uh, this has been incredibly insightful. Um, I actually don't mind if people like or don't like this because it's been hugely valuable for for me. Um, thank you. Uh, thank you for being you. Thank you for challenging, supporting, uh, and questioning. Um, I, I really value uh, what we've covered today. Um, this is the Frank and Fearless Leadership Podcast. If you've enjoyed this, please share. I hope that you do. Uh, and join us again next time on the next edition of the Frank and Fearless Leadership Podcast with me, your host, Adam Harris. Thank you. If you have liked and want to continue listening, please click to ensure that you subscribe whichever platform that you're listening on. And please join us next time on the Frank and Fearless leadership podcast where we delve in and find out how people have focus flow and fun thank you